You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Noah Scott signing on with another incredible guest today. So our guest today, S.T. Rappaport, works with young professionals who, despite trying everything, still feel powerless to take control of their lives, find focus, and increase productivity. ST assists them to rewire their brain so that they can remove overwhelm, finally get things done, and be more effective at work. Oh, this is so good to have you on the show because I know so many people are struggling with that, including yours truly. So I can't wait to dive in and just uncover all the gold. Thanks for being on the show, ST. How's it going? Oh, I'm so excited to be doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So for those of you who know ST, I was just on her show a little while ago. We had such a fun conversation. I'm like, can you come interview on my podcast? Yeah, she's like, I can't wait for it to ear. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, really excited to just to dive in and hear your story now. So last time we were talking about all about me and now we're going to flip it and talk all about you. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. All right. So we're going to dive in with the story because uh, for me, that's that's really what it's all about. And the big possible really created the show to, to, to get into the mindset of, of people who are taking big risks in their life and, and reaching for things that may or may not seem impossible at the time when they're starting. And so do you have a story of a time that you were facing something that was big, scary, and you decided to go for it anyway? Yeah. So I was always like so-called the fearless one. I don't really believe in being fearless because I think that we always have fear when we just do it anyways. But I've done quite a bunch of things in my life that people ask me, have you done that? That was so crazy. And I think that my like mindset on it was always like, I don't think about the fear of aspect of it, but the results of it. So I'll give you an example. Um, I hated school. Um, full disclaimer, I did not like one part of it. I love learning. <laughs> absolutely love learning, but not in a school setting where I had teachers telling me what to do and having marks that I just got fails in and all that sort of things. Um, So at 16, I was fed up and done with school and my parents weren't exactly excited about me just dropping out of school. So what I decided to do was instead go and study in England. Um, In England, they finish school at 16. They start what's called sixth form, like the beginning of college, things like that. So I was 16. I was the same age as everyone else, but I was going to college and it just made um, a lot of sense. And I remember like, as I was telling people that I'm switching or I'm going and they like heard about, they're like, how are you doing that? Especially like where I come from. It's like very not a common type of thing for people to do. And you're like, are you not scared? You're not worried. I went with like no one from my school. I didn't know anyone that was going there. I'm like, no, I'm going to a place to like meet more people from all over the world. Like how cool is that? Learn about different cultures, learn about the way people run their lives differently. And my whole brain was just like focused on what I'm actually going to be able to do there instead of just like staying in school and not caring about my grades. I got my diploma, like I did my GDs and got my diploma while my my class still had two more years of school. I was like, how cool is that? And really was able to, um, so cool, take that jump and, and move away for two years. Wow. Yeah. I love the, I love the, the, the cultural, uh, 
broadening of horizons that happens when you get out of your comfort zone and you embrace and you go to a new country. There's so many things that you learn and absorb and so many people don't realize like how powerful that can really be by just putting yourself in a new fishbowl and then yeah like yeah i think also like the fact that i went to england and like people think it's so similar you speak the same language i had to learn a new language they do everything so differently there just a different nothing nothing's the same about it (laughs) Uh, what was one of your favorite what was one of your favorite stories about (gasps) oh i think the favorite my favorite part was just like making fun of how they had such different words like they called like a boot a trunk or a dummy a pacifier i'm like you're why calling this kid a dummy they're not a dummy they just want a pacifier or like (laughs) nappies and like all those like i said i had to learn a whole new language and i was like no i am sticking to my american english and everybody make fun of me but i couldn't hold back the fact that like my tone of voice started becoming like sing song like the english people and when i did come back to america they did not making fun of me about that so no matter how i tried it didn't work (laughs) that's hilarious great so uh, i'd like to shift gears and talk a little bit about kind of where you're putting your focus now um in terms of growth and you know the way i I, as i'm having a lot of these conversations what i'm finding is that a lot of times we as entrepreneurs as creatives as content creators we're we're sort of putting ourselves on the frontier of of what we are capable of doing and then challenging yourself to figure out something new and add a new level of expertise to our plate. Um, so what's something that you're currently um, stretching yourself to either get better at or just become more masterful at and, and what's got you really excited about that? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I'm currently working on now is the podcast. Um, we are celebrating this week our 300th episode. But we are doing massive, massive changes to the podcast. Podcast started very much interview based. So it's super easy because all I have to do is show up and ask questions. I have millions of questions and that's really easy for me. I could just come and like ask questions and just do uh, just having a conversation. I don't have a problem with that in the beginning, edit it, but then like send it off to the editors and like it's done. And then um, I was actually part of like um, John Lee Dumas um, like program and you know, speak, speaking to him once. And he told me that I should have to like add in some of my own like expertise in it. And I was like, oh God, I'm not like starting to now plan full episodes. Um, I just don't have patience. I can just like speak like that. I, I could have a conversation with someone, no problem, but just like speak about planned lessons. It was like too much like teaching for me. And, but what, so what I did was he had this really genius idea of taking the previous episode and then pulling out like three points that I liked about it and just making a really short, like five minute episode for that. So we did that for quite a while, still currently doing that. However, that has blown up and people have asked for them more. They're like, we just want the short episodes just of you SD. And I'm like, they're almost like, I wish there was like a way to skip it on Spotify, like only to get to those episodes. I was like, Oh no, I need to now go and do something else. So together with my podcast coach, um, we came up with a new way to create a new episode where it's just me talking. Now I haven't recorded any of these episodes yet. I've planned out the whole new structure of it, but this is so new and so different simply because it's not now like, Oh, just taking what I learned from the previous episode, but I actually have to plan content and come up with ways to be able to say it in an interesting way where people will be interested throughout the entire episode. So yeah, that is our current, um, new big focus and something that I am 
excited and at the same time like oh this is out of my comfort zone type of thing to do oh i love that it's funny because that's kind of how i started my show i started because I, I was like i don't really feel like scheduling interviews <laughs> i was like i could just get out there and talk <laughs> it's <laughs> opposite like, it was like the opposite so now i'm doing the interviews and i love it but yeah, it's hilarious. And, and but actually, I really enjoyed. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say I really enjoyed that about your show too. When I was tuning in, I, I would just like start listening to the interview. I'm like, wait, she's got a summary. Let me listen to the summary. And it was. It was. They were all fantastic. So, yeah, I love that. thank you. Cool. Um, so we were talking earlier about some of the the practical tips. Um, you know, and especially now that you're repositioning the show to actually focus on those. What are some of your favorite practical tips um, for people to, um, you know, earlier on the show, we're talking about how you're helping young people get over overwhelm. We're, we're talking about helping people get out of that uh, fear-based decision-making. What are some of the things that you found particularly helpful and especially resonate with some of the people that you're, you're helping? Yeah. So I think a, it's really, really super important um, to work together with your brain instead of trying to fight your brain. So you want to understand how your brain is wired, different patterns that you're doing and continue creating systems in ways that work for your brain. Now you probably do this already and like, think of like your morning routine, just like how you roll out of bread and brush your teeth is like, these are type of things that you're already doing naturally. And you want to bring that over into your work. Now, a lot of times we get really stressed, overwhelmed, um, and we try to focus on the actual stress. Like we focus on the symptom on what is happening, but really, really there is something a whole lot deeper in the way your brain is thinking that is causing you to be really stressed. I don't know how deep you want me to go in this. So stop me when you want, but there's like when we say thinking, it's not just one thing thinking, right? Thinking is made up of 28 thinking skills or think, or they're called cognitive functions. Okay. And now we all have weaker cognitive functions and stronger cognitive functions. But when one of them is weak, it has a domino effect on all other areas of your life. So I'll give you like a practical example. I know someone who one of the cognitive functions is being able to categorize and put like a label on what the category is. Okay. Now I know someone who's going through a really, really, really hard time now in her life. Like I don't want wishes on anyone. And obviously a lot of times part of like these stressful situations is not knowing when it's going to be over. Right. Like when COVID hit, like how long is this going to be last for? Or like when someone gets sick, what's this going to happen? How's this going to be? And she's just like, so stressed. I don't know what is actually happening. A big, big part of why it makes it a lot harder for her, even though it would be hard for everyone, for her it's extra hard, is because her brain doesn't know how to put those things in those boxes and the labels that it needs for like, okay, right now I know this, this I'll find out later, this is okay if I don't know, et cetera, et cetera. Unless somebody actually sits down and tells it to her, and lays it out and shows her almost like a diagram, her brain can't understand it. Now, it doesn't mean it can't change because your brain is plastic and could change and she could just do some brain exercises and change the way her brain thinks and it could be, it's fixable. But that is like a practical example of where she's getting so frustrated, so stressed, and it's because the way her brain is thinking of the current situation. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's really, it's, it's such a crazy thing to actually put your finger on 
if you're not getting a little bit of insight from the outside, you know, and oh, that's, yeah. and that's, I think one of the, the most crazy things is like once someone can tell you like, oh, this is, this is what's happening. I'm, I'm kind of watching you from the outside and I'm, I'm understanding that this is, this is something that's creating this behavior. Um, what are your, what are your experiences or thoughts around like getting either like advice from mentors or um, like, how does that work into your life? And cause I know you have the podcast coach. So what has that been able to, to do for you? And, and also like, how would you suggest people going about finding, um, outside perspective? Yeah. So it depends on what way you want to get outside perspective. Okay. Because cognitive, like the working on the cognitive functions and the Feuerstein method is quite popular around the world, but in relation to the population and to other method is not as popular. Um, so if you want to know specifically about cognitive functions, you can hit me up um, wherever on Life Picks University. But in general, in any area of your life, having, having an outside person help you read what's in the bottle, because right, like we said, you can't read the label on the bottle, will help you a whole lot more. So if you could get like a therapist or a coach, that will be very helpful for you. Sometimes even just having a friend who could ask you good questions to help you figure it out yourself, because you really have all the answers inside. You just have to be able to be able to go and reach it. Another one of my favorite things to be able to get your answers is to write with your non-dominant hand. That's like a little bit different science of like when you use your non-dominant hand and you almost get like access through the back door of your amygdala. Um, so if you want to like have a conversation between your two hands, like take out two markers and have a conversation, ask questions with your dominant hand thinking and answer with your non-dominant hand. You might just find out something that you didn't know before. I love that. I've never actually tried that. I, I, I do um, some meditations with the other hand, but I never actually like tried to write and see what happens. I'm going to, I'm going to actually do that. And I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. What oh yeah. It's super <laughs> cool. Like it comes out like a little kid, like you can't read it. It's big and it's messy and it's like totally fine. You don't have to care about grammar or spelling or any of that. Um, but because you don't have like any of those blocks that we have from like what we learned just living in this world, then you get a whole lot more of information. Yeah, the more I, the more opportunity I get to be a little kid, I'll take it. That's <laughs> totally, yeah. Like do it with big fat crayons or markers, and it, even more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that'll lead into kind of one of my favorite sections on the show, which is really where I, I talk about decision making. Because you know, I, I really think that as we're reaching for big dreams and big goals in life, we can build those on actions, and then a lot of those actions are really just dependent on the decisions we make in life. And so I've I really enjoyed reading about like mental models and decision making frameworks, but I ask every guest on the show if they have something in particular that they they like to refer to whenever it comes to either making big life decisions or simply managing um everyday decisions. Okay. So I have two answers for that. Um I don't know if any of them anybody's going to like any of them, but <laughs> let's start with the more complex one. And the one that people like less relate to is actually one of the cognitive deficiencies of being able to make is of comparing. If you don't know one of the cognitive functions is comparing. And if you have a hard time comparing or don't know how to compare correctly, you are going to have a hard time making decisions. A lot of times people say, 
I want this thing because it's cheaper, but I want this thing because it has more features. Now you're not comparing them on the same level. You're saying one is cheaper and one has more, has bigger features. But when you compare, you have to make sure the parameters of what you're comparing is the same. So if you think that you struggle with this, you could like literally practice by taking two random objects in your house, let's say a phone and a mouse and say, okay, what is the same about these things now in the same parameters? So the color, this one is purple and this one is red. Now in size or shape, this is like a, a rectangle, like you get the idea. And this is a, a oval sort of shape come have your brain get trained in the same parameters and then before you make your decision you have to decide what parameter is most important for you so if cost is most important you just made your decision like that if features you made your decision like that don't confuse your brain with extra information just get it clear write it down and then you'll be able to know so that's first of all. Now, sometimes if you're talking about decisions, like not between two things, but like if you should do something or not, this is for my second answer. I really believe in just like going for it, taking the action because you are going to regret so much more afterwards, not taking it than actually just doing it, trying it. And like worst case, it failed and it was an experience and you learned something from it and you became a better person. So that's my answer. <laughs> I love that. It kind of reminds me of like this, this idea of sometimes you have actions that are re reversible and some that are irreversible. And yes. then it's like, if, if, if the thing is reversible and you're sitting there wasting your time trying to decide whether you should or shouldn't, it just, if you just do it, you can always reverse it later. Whereas if it's irreversible, you might have to put a little bit more time in, into thinking about it. But yeah, I love, I love that. Just dive totally. in. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, um, let's, uh, one of the, the, the other things I'd, I'd love to just ask is about one of your, your biggest life lessons. Um, and then you can take this either way. You can take this through personal experience, like a, a, an experience that you've encountered or, um, some advice that you've heard along your journey. So what would, what would you consider your most impactful life lesson? I don't know if my most impactful, because it's like a bit difficult to pick like one out of all of them, but this is most definitely the biggest one in the most recent years in the way that I was always super, super planned. I always knew what I was doing. Kids in my class in eighth grade used to make fun of me that I know what my life would be like until I had the, my oldest 16, because I knew my high, whole life planned out until my oldest was 16. Obviously it wasn't exactly the same, but in many ways it has been played out the way it was like really, really, really played that played out. And, um, this past summer, I, was working with my business coach and see, I'm all into coaches who help you figure things out yourself, how we help you figure things out. And I put out this beautiful plan of what I was doing the next year, which programs we were opening, what we're doing, when organizing all these beautiful details and literally in the end of the summer. So like August time, I was away at a training and I get a phone call from my father who basically tells me there's this bit of this family situation. And the next year, everything is just changing. We're changing everything. We're changing the way we're doing everything. We're changing. There was just like a whole bunch of changes. And it was just like a real big lesson for me that obviously we always have like we planned our day and our day didn't work out. But here it was like, you worked so hard, you made all these plans, but by the end of the day, life happens and things happen. And we have to be able to learn how to go with the flow and be able to understand 
what is right for this moment, but at the same time, continue to have the plan. It doesn't mean we could forget about it because because I had that plan, obviously none of it played out the same way, but there were different parts and pieces I was able to plug in along the way and make different changes. So that way it wasn't like a total year of waste. It was just a different type of year. Yeah. So much can happen in the year too. And it's it. the thing we, when you look back at it, what, what has happened in that year there's you know there's so many lessons within it that can be packed in and so there's never really truly a wasted year i love i love it. Yeah. yeah all right so okay so st how i mean obviously you got your podcast as well but how does how does everyone stay in touch with you how do we support you all of the good stuff yes okay so i am everywhere you just have to remember life picks p-i-x university so wherever you enjoy hanging out that's where you'll find me my favorite place is either the podcast or on tiktok um life picks university yeah that's my website that's everything beautiful amazing thank you so much for all those wisdoms and nuggets and i love all the the research that you put into all this it really it really just i think a lot of people are going to benefit from this thanks oh well thank you so much for having me this was fun That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.